What's up, everyone? On our plate for this week, for today, for this week, uh, you know what it is. Marvel Spider-Man 2 and Super Mario Brothers Wonder are out. We all know they're good. But are they game of the year good? We're going to find out. Even with Game Pass being the best deal in gaming, Starfield was still the best-selling game in September. Are you surprised? You sound surprised. After that, EA says they are switching to Unreal Engine 5 to develop the Iron Man game. We'll talk about that. There, there's, there's pros and cons to that. We'll get into that. And then last up, Netflix is making moves in the gaming industry that we need to talk about. For sure. All this and more on Season 7, Episode 41 of Press X Start Gamers Digest. You know what it is. 41, can you do something for me? What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Vagels, a.k.a. Flip it, flip it, flip it, flip it, flip it. <laughs> I am joined by Sean M.F. Ross. What does the M.F. stand for? We some island boys, <laughs> and we just trying to make it. Marcus, do the thing. Because I'm an island boy, and I've been trying to make it. Oh, I'm an island boy. I, I'm a just island boy. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Now you know who we are. Press X Star Gamers Digest is a video podcast that condensed the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What's up, YouTube? How you doing? You good? Don't forget, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. After you do that, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast services you are currently tuned in on if you are listening to us and not watching us. Yeah, we'll do that. Even if you're watching us, you have a phone, do it. Do it. You can join in our conversation by joining our Discord at pressx2start.com slash Discord. Thank you. Our conversations are great. We've been talking a lot about Spider-Man 2 and having a good time. So you can join in our good times by joining our Discord. To do that. All right. With that being done and that out the way, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I don't think I'm forgetting anything. Do you know where your child is? Yes. It is. I guess I'm good. At night. <laughs> All right. With that out the way, let us jump into this week in gaming. Number one. Well, this week, no. Gaming news. What's this week in gaming? That's from somewhere. Anyways, number one. Marvel Spider-Man 2 is out. Last podcast, last episode, last week, we talked about it, and we had some predictions. I specifically predicted that the game was going to be a 90 on Metacritic. 90 on Open Critic, 90 on Metacritic. Um, Sean, what was your prediction? Do you remember? I don't know, but I was probably right. I'm right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Never wrong. We'll, we'll, we'll say, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. And then um, Jordan's predictions was it was going to range anywhere between 88 and 91. So the open and meta critic for this game is at 91. So technically, 
Jordan wins, I guess. He, he he went with the range. He wasn't as I got something in my eye. Oh my god. He was not as um confident as say you or I by just picking yeah. one number. He decided to pick three. Whatever. Anyways, Spider-Man 2 is at 91. That is amazingly great. Um Yeah. Is it better than the last one? Yes. The last one. Yeah. Go ahead. I think last one. Yeah, go ahead. Um yeah, so this is this is really good to see that I guess essentially Insomniac's trilogy of the Spider-Man series is scoring so so high. I think um we had conversations about it about, you know, are they capable of producing a game that scores this well? Because like, you know, all their games are great games, <clears throat> but yeah. Are they able to, you know, get over that hump of like 85, 88 to like that 90 territory? And they did it with this game, which is impressive. Um, beyond that. Just a quick we, insert uh, on Metacritic. Uh, the first game got an 88 on Open Critic. It's a, nah, on Metacritic, 87, Open Critic, 88. But go ahead. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So they were close. They were always close to that, like. That upper, upper echelon, but they, they finally hit it with Spider-Man 2. That's awesome. All right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as these great games comes out, of course, we who follow these great games and also enjoy these great games play these great games. So we have played Marvel Spider-Man 2. Um, I have played just a fraction of uh, a time more than Sean. So, Sean, you can go ahead and just give your quick... Uh, thing and then I'll I'll jump in. Oh gosh. Um <laughs> I, I played less than two hours because um <laughs> I was trying to finish another game. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I played it. I, yeah I started it maybe like I want to say Friday night at like one in the morning. So okay. And then I played a you know a, a a little bit Saturday afternoon. But um that opening section is solid. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody say that, uh, and this is hyperbole, but I saw somebody say the first five minutes of Marvel Spider-Man 2 is better than the climax of the movie of No Way Home. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with all that, but uh, yeah, this game is that, hot shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it, it, I feel like it doesn't disappoint in the spectacle that I like to see in games. Mm-hmm. And the gameplay is there to back it up. For sure. Yeah. You? Okay. Yeah. So um I had no spoilers. Put, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've put uh fifteen hours into this game. Uh I was hoping, thinking that I could probably beat this game in a weekend. And then I realized how time worked and I was like, no, I guess that's not gonna happen. And I'm also like trying to complete the different districts and stuff. So that's where I'm at. I've, I've, I've put in an extensive amount of time in this game. I think that this game is a great game. I think. Um, I, okay, I'll start with the intro. I'll start with the intro scene because that's where Sean left off. I think that hold is on, a hold great... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This game came out Friday. You don't put in two full hour shifts? Two full eight hour <laughs> shifts? I just had to do that math in my head. <laughs> Sir, you're a father. <laughs> Hey, there's like there's a bunch of hours between Friday and um Sunday 5 p.m. You know, 
Time is relative. Time is relative. I've, I've figured it out. You're your guys. job. <laughs> you are about to lose your job. <laughs> Marcus, do the thing. Right. So, yeah. Um, I think, like, for me personally, I had a, a bit of a rough go at the start just trying to get, yeah. um, you know. Back into the yeah, gameplay. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. exactly. Because, like, the game is, you know, it requires a level of, like, Dexterity. Uh, Yeah, dexterity to like play this game because you're doing a lot of stuff as Spider-Man. So that stuff was a learning curve for me, but I pretty much got back into it probably like three hours in or so. So the intro was interesting to play and like it's it's such a interesting thing of I guess we haven't had a Sony first party game in a while because it was very much so like, oh, this is the whole like set piece like structure that Sony has built their like franchises over. And it's just like, oh, this is really cool to play and experience. Um, oh, I'm also playing the first like 21 minutes of the game. So it's not really spoilers. I mean, it's just yeah. Sandman. We all seen that in the trailers. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that intro was cool. Uh, to avoid spoilers, I don't really want to go past the intro because things happen in this game, of course, because it's a Spider-Man game and it's a game with Venom. Uh, I think how they introduce the symbiote suit is really, really, really cool. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. So you um, already got it? Yeah, I have. I have it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So like you get it near the 50 percentage point of the game. Mm. And like it's. It's really cool. Like it's it's kind of endearing in a way, but anyways, you'll see when you play it, and we'll talk about it later on once we beat the game. Um, yeah. I do want to talk about um, the traversal first. I think Spider Man Two has the best movement through an open world that I've ever ever experienced. Like the you sense of for spoken. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> um, the the way that you can you start with web slinging, and then they give you upgrades and different things you can do to increase your speed, and all of that just kind of feels really fun. Oh, I think actually in the gameplay I showed, Miles just did a like a double jump in the air. So that's actually a yeah. skill that you get. Yeah, that's in the that's in the last one too, right? Yeah, I don't think so, but irrelevant at the moment. Yeah, anyways. But yeah, like the the new things they add to this game is a um, the slingshot. We've seen it in one of the Spider-Man Marvel movies where Spider-Man mm-hmm. just throws web on both sides and like pulls himself back and just flings himself. And like all that stuff is great. It works very smoothly. I think it is just I, I found myself just wasting minutes just swinging around and just like trying to like connect things just go as fast as i can and then on top of all that you have the web wing which we 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 were shown at one of the state of plays and it was kind of like oh that's interesting but to actually use it and like glide through the different the different buildings in the city is just it's just so much fun like this game is so much fun to play combat for me, I think it 
as much as traversal is fun to do, combat for me kind of feels like a step back in a way because you are moving so quickly, you're doing all these things to just like kind mm-hmm. of keep your momentum. And then when it comes to engaging with the person, I had issue like translating that that tra- that traversal and speed down to like a hit to start like combat or whatever. It always felt like a little bit of a jank to go from A to B. And, you know, after you get there, you're doing the combat. I think the combat is fine. I don't, I'm not going to call it button mashy, but it is very much so, you know, there's not much. It doesn't have to be. It can be if you want it to be, but I mean, yeah, it's no different than Arkham and calling that button mashy. I mean, it it is what you make of it. Yeah. And I think, I think what it is to me is that it is very much like this is this is the method of combat that they want to strive for. And this is what it is like. There's not real much. There's no real evolution from, you know, Spider-Man, Miles Morales to Spider-Man 2. It's pretty much the same structure of combat. And like and really and truly, like I was using my same like keeping people in the air combo and like webbing them, mm-hmm. sticking them to the walls and like just keep pushing kind of thing. And it's like, it's fine. Like it's, it wasn't a detractor to the game. Like I didn't, I didn't hate fighting the people, but it definitely felt like, all right, let me go do this real quick and just get this done. And then like keep pushing through the story, keep pushing through the side quests and so on and so forth. Um, side quests. Do not skip the side quests in this game. Try to do all the side quests. Some of them are very much so like one note. But other side quests are just so endearing. It's just like they do a very, very, very good job of because like you're moving so fast, you're going through stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the, some some side quests will have you sit and just talk to a person, and it's just like mm-hmm. like the most that you will do is move the camera around. It's like a person's like pointing out things in the in the background. But like it is just so. It, they just do such. It's, it's just, they just do a very, very good it's, job. It's with playing to the storytelling strengths, basically. Yeah, but it's it's not even like some of the side quests where I'm I'm actually talking about doesn't really relate to you know the main story that's happening in the game. But it's just like these mm-hmm. like this little side things that are happening. It's just like as Spider Man, you're just kind of helping, and it's just like oh, this is this is perfect. Um, and there's also a special quest with the pigeon guy from the first game. That was like so far. That was one of the best side quests I did, but it was kind of weird because I was like, "Come on, Peter, you don't realize what's happening." Like, wait, come on, guy, think. But um, yeah. Uh, beyond that, the last thing I'll talk about is Craven. I have had a complete turnaround with this character. I thought that Craven was a very dumb villain. Like, anytime I saw him, I was just like, "All right, whatever." He's just a big game hunter he's like the mm-hmm. reverse steve Irwin. cool i guess uh marcus i know you love craven i'm sorry but yeah i i think this game does a very very good job with that character and make him like a proper threat and i think like i haven't beat the game of course but like i am excited to see how spider-man and miles deal with him because like this man is like OP. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, uh, that's pretty much. Uh, do I want to talk about anything else? Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. 
I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, so to jump back into like the, the news side of it, uh, this comes from Eurogamer.net. Insomnia confirms Spider-Man 2 is getting New Game Plus and Mission Replay after launch. This, that is by Matt Wales. So that update is expected mm-hmm. to happen before the end of the year, which is good because I feel like there's enough games to play this year yeah. where you can play this game, bounce off to Mario, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and then bounce off to like, I don't know, whatever, Wake, whatever sure. game. Yeah. Say what? Or uh, I said bounce off to Alan Wake or uh, Like a Dragon. Alan Guy, Wake. You know. Yes. Yeah. Or hell, uh, fucking Modern Warfare is coming out next month. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's like, I think that, I think that amount of time is perfect. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. Um, number two, as we just kind of alluded to, Super Mario Brothers Wonder has also released. It is sitting at a 92 on Open Critic and 93 on Metacritic. Sean, you have yep. been playing this game instead of playing Spider-Man. So, and I have not played this game yet. So please tell me, what is your impressions? Of it? Well, first of all, me playing Super Mario Wonder first before Spider-Man, because I had them both pre-ordered, is a great argument as to why the PlayStation Portal is... Mm. I don't want to call it necessary, but it would be handy. I didn't want to tie up my phone trying to remote play Spider-Man on my little six-inch phone screen. Granted, the PlayStation Portal screen isn't that much bigger. How big is this? Nintendo I think it's Switch eight screen? inches. I think it's. That's I actually think biggest, it has yeah. the biggest screen of all the handhelds right now. Yeah, let me see. The Nintendo Switch screen size is. Only 6.2? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's a bigger screen. Um, I didn't want to experience Spider-Man on that. But I was able to sit at my desk and crack open Mario, you know, Mario Wonder and start to enjoy that. Um, to sum it all up in like a quick whatever, Mario is Mario. If you like Mario... 2D platformers, you're gonna like this. If you don't have any interest in platforms, platformers, I don't know if this is gonna change anyone's mind per se. He just has new power ups, like any new iteration of Mario. But Mm -hmm. this is feel. Did you feel the wonder in this game? Shut your ass up. Um, (laughs) No, they they did reinvigorate or revitalize. I want to say the core mechanics of the game. So mm-hmm. you have your, th- yeah, I want to call it three new power ups. You have the elephant power up that we saw. Uh, mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Try not to spoil stuff. That, I mean, that's in the trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, if you if you're gonna say something, try to like be vague versus. I just don't know if you're gonna list out all the powers that you. <laughs> I mean, are they like old powers essentially? I'm trying to think if one of the suits has been alluded to in the trailers, but I mean, okay. they showed the drill head. I didn't get that yet. Yes. Uh, you get okay. the elephant thing within the first like one or two levels. Yeah. Um, and after a while, you get what they call badges. Yeah. Um, and those are like little 
They can either alter the level or alter like your gameplay slightly. I think one badge lets you float by like holding your hat so you float down slowly. Another one lets you wall jump vertically first and then you know you bounce from wall to wall. Uh another one makes you hop around, another one makes you, you know, it saves you from falling in a pit. Okay. Um one I think makes the question mark blocks. Uh it alters like their behavior. Um I wanna say there's like twenty five to thirty, maybe forty badges in there. So I haven't gotten all of them. But I'm on like That's the third world. Yeah. Um it's multiplayer, of course. They got uh it's four players simultaneously. And then they have this, I hate to call it a souls like mechanic, but basically you can see people online if you turn on the online components. You'll see shadows of people running around in the background. Um mm. You can leave like a standee, a cardboard cutout, whatever you want to call it. So let's say I died falling into a pit or I got crushed. It turns you into a bubble like they did. Uh, I don't remember when that first appeared, but basically you can kind of float I over. Was, to... I think that was New Super Mario Brothers. Probably. Yeah. But it, it turns you into a bubble. And if you can reach a standee that somebody dropped on the level, it will save you. Or... If you bump into somebody because they're still near you, that will also save you. I think yeah. I saved somebody like five times once because they just kept on running and dying <laughs> into something. <laughs> so it's it's kind of helpful. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and then they're, they have a, a lot of different level types, like variety types. They have your traditional side scrolling, but then they have like a... a scavenger hunt type level where you know you use that to get a wonder seed uh mm -hmm. they have a knockout level where you have to kill the enemies within a certain time and then you get like a bonus depending on how fast you kill them interesting um and in each traditional level they also have like the wonder flower that makes it look like mario is tripping balls and it just <laughs> alters how you interact with the level i think one of them like it switches the gravity I'm not even going to say it switches to gravity. The water flows yeah. to the top, but you still fall. So you can jump up oh. to like swim in the, you know, the ceiling. I see. I see. Okay. Another one turns it to where like the, the level is still side scrolling, but hmm. Mario is now for lack of a better word, walking on the wall. So now it's like a top down kind of thing. So you're walking on the wall. Oh, and okay. until you okay. get what you need, and then it flips you back to the floor. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the the background um, becomes the ground. Yes, and you're looking okay. at his head, but yeah. you can no longer jump. At least in oh, okay, the okay, okay. portion. Yeah, <clears throat> that's really cool. So there's a lot of new variety to this game. Once again, if you like Mario, you're gonna like this. Um. I have put more hours into this than I did, uh, you know, Spider-Man, just for the simple fact that I can bring my Switch along with me, and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. boom, I think I was, what was I? I was at my daughter's dance class Saturday, and I sat there and played the game while she was in there, you know. <laughs> I would have liked to have the PlayStation Portal. I don't want to break out the backbone, you know, take my right, phone out the case, right, clip it in there. Yeah. And then I don't like how 
This is flimsy. It's even yeah. though it's a sturdy thing, it's still kind of flimsy. I don't like it. I'd rather the solid one piece of PlayStation Portal when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's that. Huh? The flower, the, uh-huh. the the flower that has the uh, the voice lines. Is that has that added to the experience at all? It is interesting. They all have different voice lines, although they are all singular. So I, I don't think I've heard a flower say anything different because you can run back through the level after, like, let's oh. say you activate the Wonder Flower, they'll still say the same things. But it does yeah. add a sense of I'm gonna call it whimsy. Mm-hmm. Okay. To hear these flowers talking to you as you're passing by, they might tell you, "Hey, do you think you forgot something?" If you've passed by them and you haven't hit the Wonder Flower yet, or something like that. Oh, that's actually really cool. Um, it also has online co-op, so you can see the ghost in the background, but you can also connect with your friends online to play. Okay. Okay. Um. And then if you ever help somebody out online, I'm not sure if it's a local or online co-op, but if you help somebody online with the, I'm going to call it a ghost mode, you get points. I don't know what the points are for yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Play the game. <laughs> 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 okay, that's cool, though. Um, okay. This, we're going we're gonna to jump out. I'm just... The way the, the video transitions to like different scenes, it has me worried this is going to jump into an ad. All right. Uh, so, yeah, and then, you know, switching back to news, of course, um, this comes from Games Radar. Super Mario Brothers Wonder develop, developers were allowed to prioritize content over schedule. Um, actually, I, had a, I actually had a question about Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and um, I definitely forgot it. Whatever. If I remember it, I'll ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, yes. Uh, jump to the article. So, during the developer Q&A, Super Mario Brother Wonder game designer uh, Koichi Hayashida spoke about how the game's development differed from other entries in the series. After work on Super Mario Maker 2, the development team felt a change was needed for the next game, and they began to and began an unorthodox development process. This also meant building a new 2D Mario engine from scratch to convey the game's vision better. According to Hayashida, uh, the number of ideas they had when making ballooned over the extended creative period. So much of their wall of, uh, wall of sticky notes, ide- no, wall of sticky yeah. notes of ideas were over 2,000 in a follow-up. Producer Tashika Kazuka stated that they spent more time developing and finding the creative angle for Wander than any of the recent 2D games. That's actually, like, really, really impressive. Do you, do you feel, like, with your time playing that game, do you feel that, like, creativity? I feel like the developers were allowed to take their time with this. Like they said, they okay. didn't prioritize the schedule. Um, yeah. Every level has something different to offer and wow you with. Um, there's a lot of levels in this game. There's a lot yeah. of variety in the type of levels to this game. I was just looking at um the video that you had, and I thought, like, 
I didn't even detail all the different types of level level yeah. types that they have in there. Yeah. Um, Wait, did you beat the game or no? No. Oh, um, okay. I got to like the special. I'm gonna call it the Star World, the special world, and mm-hmm. like lost like ten lives on it. I was like, all right, I'll go back to the regular portion of the game. I'll get back <laughs> to that. Like, there's challenge there if you want to look for it. Um, okay. And the badges. Let me get to the badges again. I think there's a grappling hook in there now. Oh. Yeah, like there's a lot of stuff in this game that they just it allows you to interact with it the way you want to. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. really cool. Okay. Cool. Grappling right, piranha. Well, um, it's a grappling piranha? Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's creative. I like that. All right. Um, before we jump into the rest of the stories we're going to talk about today. Hey, you. Are you enjoying the podcast? Good. Do us a favor. Please like this video. Subscribe to the channel and the notification bell. If you are listening, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast services you are currently tuned in on. We greatly appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Let's jump back in. Number three. Despite Xbox Game Pass, Starfield is the best-selling game of September in 2023 in the U.S. per Sarkana from Windows Central. I believe that's how you pronounce that. Uh, it was NPD, but now it's Sarkana. Uh, this comes to us. Oh, I didn't realize they changed the name. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's Sarkana, a new story in itself. <laughs> I think Sarkana bought NPD or something like that. Those son of a bitches. Uh, this comes us to uh, they come. This comes to us by way of Samuel uh, Tulbert. Mm-hmm. So yes, as the uh, article title suggests, Starfield was the best-selling game of September. Beyond that, um, the PS5 was the best-selling console for the month in dollar sales. Uh, also, to remember that Sarkana shares. Uh, Sarkana's shared sales data on the U.S. video games hardware is... No, wait, that's not it. Um, where is it? So basically, they don't, they don't get data from Take-Two and Nintendo. Yeah. They're digitally. So, um... Nintendo don't care about sales numbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't need to. But yeah, uh, so essentially the top 10 games, number one, Starfield. Number two, Mortal Kombat 1. Number three, EA Sports FC. So that's Football Club 2024. We got Madden NFL 2024. We got Payday 3. We got NBA 2K24. Uh, we got the Crew Motorfest at 7. Armor Core 6. Fires Rubicon is at 8. Hogwarts Legacy at 9. And then Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 at 10. Uh, I'm surprised to note. That Hogwarts is on this list that late in the game, and I'm surprised that many damn people are still buying Modern Warfare 2 right before 3 comes out. This this list is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Yeah, like... Strange. I'm I'm actually surprised that Payday 3... Well, I guess it's September, and that's when it came out, right? Yeah, but I know a lot of people regret buying that damn game. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine that it's it's probably not going to be in the top ten come October sales list, but um, yeah, like you know, props to Starfield for getting uh you know first place. Although yeah. I think there's a little bit of a caveat though because 
I think when we talked about it before about their sales numbers being really high, it was based off yeah. of the bundle. The, yeah, and like the pre-order bundle was the only thing you can get, but that was that was over seventy dollars. I think it was like a hundred dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like um, the Sarkana data is okay. Yes, here it is. So bear in mind, as always, Sarkana tracks games by dollar sales, not individual copies sold. So mm. essentially, you know, for every unit sold for Starfield, if it's $100, of course, it's going to have more of an impact than $70, you know, that Mortal Kombat 1 is sold for. But yeah, I think... I would say that uh, this is still impressive because it shows that people yeah. value ownership Air quotes. Because uh, is this purely digital or physical too? No, this is. Well, this is both for I think because Xbox reports are <clears throat> both. It's okay, well, still, two and Nintendo doesn't. Yeah, still, people value ownership over having it on the subscription list uh, or having a subscription to have access to it. Um, yep. I don't think. I mean, th- this may give credence to what Sony's trying to do. They don't want to do a subscription service. I'm sure people would love if their games were on the service, their first party games were on the service day and date like Xbox Game Pass, but um, mm. oh, you know what? I don't know. There, yeah. there actually be, there, there might be a bit more context with the um, Starfield numbers because I think this actually might be a lot of PC players. Still. Because yeah, they can still access it via Game Pass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like yeah, it, it is. It is that thing of this being surprising to see that Starfield is number one because, like, yes, there was a lot of hype and stuff that was swirling around Starfield, and like, it's a, it's a, it's a great game. So like, you know, it was a good game that people were looking forward to, and actually ended up that way. Hence, sold all well. So it sold well all through September, but the idea of you know, you could get this game for free on Game Pass and still people were like, no, nah, I'm just going to buy this game because I want to buy the game. I want to support the studio in, in this way, which is great. But it, it is kind of like, well, if there's a deal in Game Pass, yeah, people aren't necessarily like going for that deal. Like, it's just weird to see that, like, like what's happening here. Well, um, after Mario and after Spider-Man, I will try mm-hmm. Starfield and Game Pass because uh, we're not sponsored by them. But uh, if you buy some Doritos, they have a code on the back right now <laughs> because they have a spot. They have a partnership or whatever with Game Pass. So like the code gives yeah. you like a month, a month of Game Pass free. So, I mean, hey, hey. I have a couple codes right now. I'm, okay. I'm going to try Starfield. Okay. Really, I'm going to just do it to play. Uh, like a dragon Ishin, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but Starfield's on it too. I might check it out. Right, right. You could you could dabble in Starfield. <laughs> so yeah, like that's yeah. This these 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 games are interesting to see that this is the list for September. Um, this it goes down to twenty, and like Tears of the Kingdom is number thirteen, which is right. well. I mean, it just came out in the spring, didn't it? Yeah, but also. Um, Mario or Mario. Nintendo doesn't share digital sales, so Mario Kart Eight is on here, and and Tears of Kingdom is on here, and they both, 
you know, Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 is at 15, Tears Kingdom at 13, but like this is only half the sales, not even half the sales. This is a portion of the sales, so we don't know what the actual number is. But um, so this, was, this was just what they were able to track, and it's still hitting yeah. the list. That's kind of good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, number four. Call of Duty will no longer do exclusivity deals, says Phil Spencer. This comes from Game Developer by way of Justin Carter. So, now that it owns Activision Blizzard and, by extension, Call of Duty, Microsoft plans to do away with the shooter's exclusivity deals. On the newest episode of Xbox pod, of the official Xbox podcast, gaming head Phil Spencer said the shooter will have 100% parity across all systems. I do not want you to feel like there is a there is content you're missing out on. That's not the goal. Call of Duty was a bounce between different deals for Xbox and PlayStation over the years. Xbox had a time <laughs> exactly. Xbox had timed exclusivity to DLC maps from 2010 to 2012, and the PlayStation struck a similar deal, an ongoing deal, in 2015 with added time exclusivity to online betas, in-game skins, and multiplayer modes. So, yeah, I, I think this is... You can read this as, like, good guy Phil, but, like, it's also just, like, why would you do an exclusivity deal with... At this point. A, yeah, like, you, you get all that profit anyway, so you want people to be playing it on wherever they can play it on. I it's don't just think like, they'd be able to do any exclusivity deals just because they promised in... They made court statements saying that every console or every platform it would be on it would have parity period. anyway, so yep. this is just him, by extension, reiterating what was said in court or court documents. Yeah. It, it, he, he's being true to his word, which mm. is great. But yeah, it, it it is that thing of like there, it, like there's no there's no exclusivity exclusivity deal with Fortnite because Fortnite yeah. wants you to play the game wherever you can to give them that money wherever you can. Like yeah. they're not worried about you know you only playing on Xbox, only playing on PlayStation, or only playing on the PC or. Whatever. Well, I mean, they don't have a platform really, so. Yeah, that too. That too. So yeah, that's cool. Um, good. Uh, number five, EA Iron Man game being developed in Unreal Engine. This comes to oh, Unreal Engine 5. This comes to us by way, you know, this is from IGN. This comes to us by way of oh, Ryan Dinsdale. So there's not too much to this story other than, other than the fact that the EA Motive Iron Man game will be made in Unreal Engine 5. Versus being made in Frostbite. Um, I think that is good news because I don't remember the last time a Frostbite game ran well. Well. Yeah. So for them to be switching to Unreal 5, which that means they don't have to worry about troubleshooting their own engine. They don't have to worry about any of that stuff, really. They can just send it over to Epic and Epic will figure it out because they have a whole lot of experience with dealing with not only their own games, but other people's games that are making this using the engine. So it yeah. just seems like a win-win to me. Um, the I'm also not game, the, All the Battlefield games are made on Frostbite and all the um, yeah. recent Need for Speed. So, I mean, 
I don't think it was that bad per se. Well, well, the issue was that because I believe Anthem was also made on Frostbite, and that's what killed it because the Dice was the only studio that like was really really good with Frostbite, so it ended up being their developers had to be outsourced to different people to like or different developers like solve their their um engine issues so it ended up just being a hassle so it it, that's why i think like them being like all right we're not going to mess around with this game we don't want it to suffer from on the development front so we're just going to use unreal engine and teach whoever we have to teach so yeah um yeah so this article they, they mentioned other games that was built on unreal 5 so we have black myth wukong Tekken 8, uh, The Witcher Remake, and then Lords of the Fallen. That's, you know, mm-hmm. And Royal Engine is a, a popular one. There's going to be a lot of games built on that. So yeah, that's that. Um, actually, you know what? So this Iron Man game, mm-hmm. coming from EA Motive, well, we didn't really get to talk about it too much. Are, are you, would you? Would you be excited for this game? If Insomniac was making it. <laughs> so I'm I'm I am of the same line of you as you. I think after playing Spider-Man and after like playing with the web wing and just kind yeah. of essentially flying around, it's like man, if and and their their city tech is amazing. So okay. to put that together with Iron Man, I think that would be really really cool. And I just, as the years pass, I just lose less and less faith with EA developers. And it's just like, I don't, and then we also have the story about Marvel wanting to focus in more on their games and stuff. And it's just like, I really hope this game is good. I hope it is going to be a better game than like what Guardians of the Galaxy was, where like it was a good game. But it just wasn't mm-hmm. good for the studio, so I don't know. But like I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for this game. And I, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. They're a newer, newer quote unquote studio. They were developed uh, or they founded 2015, <clears throat> and they came. They did Battlefront Two Squadrons, and they did the Dead Space remake. So, oh well, okay. They did Squadrons, and Dead Space remake was actually really good. So I uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see. I, I I'll give him a we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, number six, Netflix testing stream. Oh, test streaming games to U.S. TVs to make PlayStation and Xbox jealous. I had that jealous part. Uh, that comes from The Verge by way of. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why is this cool like this? By way of Jay Peters. So, Netflix is expanding its game streaming beta to the U.S. The company announced in an update on a, to a blog post. And, you know, whatever. Uh, the feature, which lets you play games streamed from the cloud to on devices like your TV or a computer, launched first in August in Canada and the U.K. In the blog post, Netflix note that it's a limited beta test, so it seems like this won't be available to too many people to start. 
Netflix used the same limited language with the initial launch in Canada and the UK. Like with the original test, the only two games available to stream are Oxenfree from Netflix's Netflix own Night School Studio and another game titled Mohue's Mining Adventure. I don't know <laughs> Mining Adventure, but Oxenfree, yes, we know. Um, what? It's a stadium. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you think the success rate of this is going to be? <laughs> So I don't know their numbers for uh, they already have like a gaming division for mobile. So mm-hmm. they're they're already in the space to just expanding their platforms in which it's accessible to. Um, I guess we'll see the level of. I mean, they say they're trying to take on Xbox, PlayStation, PlayStation. Xbox. Yeah, it's like. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't know how good, I don't know how successful Luna is. Um, Stadia was not well explained to the public, so Netflix is doing a limited test, so only only yeah. they'll know what their numbers look like, and we'll know soon enough if this expands to the general public, or they're just like, eh, we'll just stick to mobile. Yeah, so like... My thing is, I think between Netflix, Google, and Amazon, Mm. Netflix is probably the best situated to do something like this. Yeah. The in terms of streaming, yeah, because they already have that infrastructure. The the only issue to that is having to deal with latency because Mm -hmm. watching a video is different from playing a game over stream. So that's probably going to be their one hang up that they have to nail down. They just got to use that. that negative latency that the stadium is using. And there you go, right? <laughs> just call <laughs> up Google. <laughs> um, I think the, the other issue... thing, oh, the other thing is, you know, the controller because that's I what believe, I was about to say. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, I believe that, um, you know, there was a story about them playing around with the idea of using your phone as a controller or something like that. But yeah, I, that's where it gets need, weird because it's just like you need tactile feedback if you're not looking at the controller, quote unquote. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that could be the nail in their coffin in terms of like how you play these games, because if you can do a thing where it's just like, oh, yeah, just Bluetooth your controller to your TV. Can you do that? Uh, it depends on the TV, but that wouldn't support a wide range of TVs. What they would more yeah. than likely do yeah. is do what the Stadia did and connect the controller directly to Wi-Fi and do some weird wizardry in the background because... There you go. Yeah, reasons. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's going to be their, their, I guess, cooking point. Like, if they can nail that, then they're going to be in a, a better place than, you know, Google and, and Amazon. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I think this is my question is always okay. Well, you guys are like the one of the biggest streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to get into gaming? Like, why do you need to take on PlayStation and Xbox? Like, that because, seems like a losing battle because shareholders are now realizing how big of a market gaming is. 
Mm. Uh, we were talking about this the other day where I said, uh, they're no longer ally. There are some developers trying to make games good, but there's a large swath of companies that are not focused on making games fun because that's for kids. They're focused mm. on revenue, microtransactions, dollar signs. And yeah. the money is there. They are, they are now realizing that it's a billion-dollar industry. Right. And they want a part of that. Mm. Yeah. yeah I when, just... you, when you got the Saudi public fund investing in video games, everybody's going to try to get a piece. That's a good point. Yeah, so I, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. I just, I'm not even like optimistic for this because yeah. I think the conversation is going to, you know, eventually lead into, all right, well, what games can you play on this? If it's, is it, you have any kind of like AAA game that's going to be a thing that people are going to want to play? And like, the answer is yes. And it's like, all right, well, are you guys going to be at Summer Games Fest? Are you guys are going to be at Game Awards? Are you guys going to be at the Ghost of E3? Like, huh. you know? Yeah. So it's just like, all right, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Last news story. A new Grand Theft Auto could be coming to Netflix game. We were just talking about a AAA game, right? <laughs> this comes from IGN by way of Rebecca Valentine. So, a new Grand Theft Auto game may be on the horizon. And no, we're not talking about Grand Theft Auto 6. Instead, it sounds like streaming giant Netflix wants a taste of the GTA pie. That sounds gross. And is reportedly trying to get Grand Theft Auto game, trying to get a Grand Theft Auto game of some kind onto its Netflix gaming service, or Netflix game service. This comes from a report in the Wall Street Journal today covering the company's ongoing efforts to make a meal out of its library of original IP in the game space after acquiring a number of game development studios. The report claims that the company has discussed plans to release a Grand Theft Auto game on its service through a license deal with publisher Take-Two Interactive. What kind of game would it be or who would develop it remains to be seen. So. This. I would be lying to you if I said this could be exciting. Because <laughs> I think. I think with with Netflix testing out streaming right now, yeah. I don't think it would be wise for anyone to get their hopes up to think whatever this GTA game is going to be is going to be a 3D looking game akin to GTA 5 or 6 in the future. Like I think it'd probably be something we, like Chinatown Wars. Yes, if I was about to say, that. that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, like, this might be more of a top-down thing. I mean, like, what was that game? Um, my, the Miami, the Miami, Miami something? The shooting Vice game? City. Oh, Vice what? City. Uh, it was a top-down shooting game that came out a couple of years ago. I think it was called Miami something. Oh, Outline? Outline, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, that was, yeah. I think like we might see something akin to that in terms of the style of the game and like the the top downness of the game. 
But yeah, I don't, I mean, again, this will be interesting to see like what comes of this, if anything actually does come of this, because it doesn't seem like anything is, you know, signed on a dotted line. It's just like, it's what they want to do. And take two has to say, yeah, sure. You can go ahead and take our GTA IP and put it on Netflix when their GTA six isn't even out yet. I mean, just go ahead and put GTA five as a story that you can watch on a Netflix. That'll get you views. Mm -hmm. There you go. It still has an interesting story to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Like you do something like that. Yeah. So again, we'll see what happens with this. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, that is it for the gaming news. Now let us finish off what we've been playing with the other stuff we've been playing. So, Sean, what have you been playing? So in addition to Spider-Man and Mario Wonder, I finally finished Final Fantasy 16. Mm. Boy, what a ride. Um, Let me see. I think I beat it in 26 hours, which is crazy because... uh, No, 46 hours. I'm sorry. Okay, I was about to say, 26 sounds kind (laughs) of... Yeah. Sped through that game. After a point, I realized that all the side enemies that you ran into, you didn't actually have to fight them unless you Mm. were just locked into the area and you needed to defeat them to proceed. So after a point, I stopped doing the side quests because they don't give you that much XP. You didn't really want for money. I didn't really buy anything past upgrading my main weapon every time I was able to and buying, you know, potions, which they limit you to. uh, I think it's like four regular potions and three high potions. So like I probably have like 200,000 gil in the game. Um, I was probably like level. I was definitely under level 50 by the time I beat the game. If you have okay. enough skill. um, Because you, you're not brute forcing anything in this game unless you're like just ridiculously over leveled. Uh, a yeah. lot of the enemies are just tanky. And. um. It was a spectacle towards the end, and I enjoy spectacle okay. in my games. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Questions? Do you, do you, would you say, like, do you have a, is there a way of describing, like, a high period or, like, a high moment for you that, I guess that wouldn't be spoiler? Because, like, obviously, the, the, the icon battles is, is, is where the, craziness is right um do you think discussing which icons are in there that you get is spoilery because i mean they're in every final fantasy no at this point i don't think so because it's it's final fantasy's been out for months yeah yeah i mean all all, all the summons are in each final fantasy you know they swap them out depending on which game it is but i mean the way that you get them is interesting Mm -hmm. um I want to say fighting, fighting Bahamut. That's okay, interesting. Just because yeah. of uh, the 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 you know, they have awakened or arisen forms. Um, because the main power or source of power in the game is Aether. You know, it mm-hmm. emanates from the mother crystals and the earth itself. And at some point, ah, like fighting Titan. 
at one point, I mean, everything has two stages in games nowadays. Right. He has a second stage where he drinks up ether and just becomes this massive creature that you have to fight. And you're Whoa. still a little old Ifrit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just, he just got that dog in him. So <laughs> there's plenty of times where he should have died. But I mean, he's the main character. So, you mm-hmm. know, plot guy. Not his time yet. Yeah. Um, nah, it was just it was just a bombastic experience with all the uh, particle effects and yeah, just grandeur that they show you in the game. And it took a while to get there, but like I said, after a while, I realized I don't have to fight all these things. I just hopped on my chocobo and rode on past them. Our yeah. friend Romero, I think, is a hundred hours in the game, and he's barely halfway through fight everything. Yeah, <laughs> doing all the side quests. I think I think I had on that uh, oh, one of the charms that like kind of slowed down time just a little bit more to allow you to dodge things, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it. I mean, once you have yeah. enough skill, you can parry and dodge and counter everything. And I just had those seat clenching moments where you know you have a sliver of health and it's like, all right, I got to stop messing up if if I don't right. fight this boss again, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, you get into battle mode on the chair. Mm-hmm. But I past that, this. yeah, but past that, um, I don't think it's going to be in Game of the... Nah, it'll still be nominated for Game of the Year just because it's Final Fantasy, but I don't think it deserves to be in there per se. Okay. Yeah. Um, This wasn't all that much different than... What did you think of the story? Like the actual story, like beyond the fight scene. Like, did you, did the story resonate with you? Did you like how it ended? Like, gosh. Um, It started (laughs) out kind of story. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, of all the stories of all time, you know, it's one of them. No. (laughs) It, it starts off with the, I I, want to call it Game of Thrones esque influence. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of, backstabbing but because of the how to say this politically correct because of the is homogenization the right word yeah no it ain't no it ain't what do you what do you what are you looking for yeah that is the right word <laughs> i told you <laughs> shut up dj you didn't know <laughs> because of the homogenousness of the game I mixed up some of the characters. So I was like, <laughs> who is this again? Like, there's not a lot of variety. You know what I mean? So yeah, some yeah, of the people yeah. are like, all right. But they kind of help you out with that. Um, the hair the feature. <laughs> no, the feature when you uh, pause the game, you can hit the touchpad. Oh. It will give you background on who's on screen. It still didn't help me sometimes. I was just like, what is this again? But, um, <laughs> No, nah, it, it was an interesting story. It wasn't a okay. you know, edge of your seat, you know, fantastic. But it was a serviceable, yeah. serviceable story. Okay. But I mean, like, do you think nothing. it will? Do you think it will stay with you like next year, or you think it's going to be kind of forgettable by then? He ain't no Arthur Morgan. I'm gonna say that, <clears throat> if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. But but it was a serviceable story. I don't I don't hate it. I don't regret playing it. But yeah, it it could have got to the point with some things uh, a bit quicker. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I think I I my plan is to try and beat that game before um, Game Awards. I just because I, I think at this point, like it's gonna like after Mario Wonder, it slows down because yeah. I'm not gonna get Alan Wake two because you know horror games. You were scared. Before. Yes. Were. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I'll definitely be jumping on that like a little later on. Um, so like the other game that I got to play, uh, thanks to Sean here, he uh procured procured yeah some uh Tekken eight beta codes. So I just was able to jump onto that and relive my childish uh youth of jumping online and just getting smashed by a player that's been playing this for far too long. <laughs> so I tried the Tekken 8 beta. Um, I guess from a technical... Hmm? None. <laughs> so I, from a technical standpoint, I, they've done... Like the last game, the last Tekken game I played was Tekken 7. So it's only yeah. been like one iteration between that and this. And I think they've done a lot of changing to um to the different moves in that mm-hmm. how they work and how they what they do to the enemies that you're fighting right and i think that stuff is interesting but it also will require you know time spent to relearn the game and i think that's kind of what you want to do with a game like tekken and it you know that's a fighting game that's been around for such a long time and you have these like absolute like legends playing this game. So you kind of, if possible, you'd like to make it where everyone kind of has a fair shot at the beginning. But of mm. course, the people who are the legends, the people who are pros at this game will just take that extra five hours or so and just get take readjusted that, that. and be able to. Con- yeah, exactly. So I quickly just jumped into a quick match. It put me online. I was a little confused. Because I was just not accustomed to any of this stuff. What am I doing here? <laughs> exactly. So I picked the character thinking I was just going to run like an arcade or something. Like just fighting just random people. And I fought one CPU person. And then it just put me into an online match. And I'm just like, I All guess, right, you learned the basics. Right? And gloves <laughs> off. Right. Sure. So I jumped in a match. And I played about probably like five or six matches the first mm-hmm. two matches it like so my ranking was considered beginner because everyone who starts the game you rank is considered beginner so the first two matches were beginner rank with also beginner people completely washed them because i'm, I'm no slash attack in the next person they put me at was a first dan level opponent and to explain to you you have beginner and then you have 10 other beginner ranks and then you have first dan so the game skipped me way ahead and then i fought this person i was just like all right i can (laughs) (laughs) i could probably deal with this and this person just had a better awareness of the game and just completely washed me and i was just like dang i i know what he's doing to me i just don't have the counter for because i just don't like there's things in this game that's changed and I don't have the time to look at those things that's changed to figure out how to do the things. He sent your ass back to Weenie Hut Jr., huh? Basically, basically. And the thing that kind of sucks is that it didn't allow for me to 
change my character. So I had to stick with my character. So at the time I was playing with Ling Jiayu. So those who know Ling Jiayu are playing with her. Um, so it kind of sucked in the way of just like, I was just kind of stuck here until like, I like completely left the match. But it was like, I liked playing the guy because he wasn't like, I could beat him if I just had a different character. I just, the character that I had just no defense. He was playing with Harong. So like, it was just a bad matchup for me, essentially. That's what you want the like, to believe? Hey, hey! They'll never know. They'll they'll never know if any of this actually happened. I could have been home playing Baldur's Gate three. They don't. They don't even know if I played Spider Man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. So I had a good time with it. I think I will probably be getting Tekken Eight when it comes out. Mm -hmm. I, but it is one of those things where it's just like, will I have time to actually dedicate to it? I don't know. But like Tekken is. is Who who you gonna play, DJ? You can't ever beat nobody online. Who you gonna play in the game? Uh, I can play arcade. You gonna beat on your wife on a game? <laughs> She's way Tekken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll teach London how to play Tekken, <laughs> and then beat her. <laughs> uh, hey, hey! You heard it here yeah, first. This man you... is abusing his family. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how you learn in Tekken. Okay, you you play the game and you lose, and you figure out why you lost, and you get better, and you you don't lose next time. That's it. But yeah, uh, Tekken 8, Tekken, it feels lo- a lot like Tekken, but it feels like a new Tekken. Um, for those who don't play Tekken, it, I don't know how best to describe it to you other than this is a 3D fighting game that feels like a 3D fighting game in terms of you sidestepping and getting around your people. So yeah, that's that. That is it. That is it. Do you have anything else to say, Sean? You're all done. No, okay. we're all done. All right. We're all done. We did it. This has been an episode of Press X Start Game with Jess. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as you enjoyed making it, talking about it, and laughing over it. Don't forget, you can uh, like this video. You can subscribe to the channel. Mm-hmm. You can hit the notification bell. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will. We greatly appreciate you doing that. If you are listening to us and you missed me nodding my head to you saying, mm-hmm, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast services you are currently tuned in on. Mm-hmm. And we greatly appreciate you doing that for us. If you want, you want, you can jump into our conversations by jumping into our Discord at pressxnumber2start.com slash Discord. We would enjoy your company. If you're cool. If you're not cool, we don't enjoy your company. But if you are cool, we enjoy your company. Um, you take care. You continue the game. And bundle up this fall. It is it is kind of cold outside. Oh, happy Halloween because you know, next week is Halloween. Have fun. Monkey farts. <laughs>